people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left. In your dictionary And add this word to your vocabulary Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting on Wednesday, February 12th at about 7.23 p.m. at uh, the Seven Stars Bar and Grill, our home away from home, the only Star Wars-themed bar that we know of, and of course behind me is uh, Jabba, still serving drinks, and uh, we got a very special and exciting show for you tonight. Because, uh, well, it's, it's two days before Valentine's Day, and oh my God. I'm sitting here with a lot of guys. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just awkward and sad. But anyway, uh, actually, no, we, uh, we have special guests tonight. We'll introduce them in just a little bit. But first, of course, of course our announcer, our man in Los Angeles. I am Dave Costa. And uh, then our, uh, there we go, and our podcast producer, looking I'm, very puzzled. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. We're using a lot of new exciting equipment tonight because we are podcasting in a way that people who attend Seven Stars Bar and Grill can actually hear what we're talking about, and we have driven everyone out of the bar. Yeah, yeah, the few, the proud, the nerds. Excellent. Uh, so we've got the whole place to ourselves tonight. We can finally play Star Wars foosball. So uh, we do have some comics news. We've got some movie news. Uh, not a lot. It's been a kind of a slow news week, and, and a lot of television casting news some of which relates to our special guests tonight in ways that they do not understand yet. Uh, because the story of the week is Gotham, but it's actually the Fox television series uh, that is proposed for next fall, telling the story of young James Gordon. But who we have here tonight uh, are indeed two representatives of uh, the Peers Society who will be major, actually if I may say, foes, at the Gotham City Black and White Ball uh, being held, wait, on March 1st. Wait a minute, can I do that? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Charles is always trying to get me to go, and so uh, maybe this one I might actually uh, be free to go to. That'd be excellent. That would yeah. be. Would you be should good. go as Harvey Bullock. You son of a bitch. Okay, so. <laughs> and that'll be re-edited to be you son of a pew. Okay, or of a monkey going, ee. Uh, <laughs> Probably the monkey. Yes, okay. So anyway, uh, we have with us uh, Charles McKeithen, who will be portraying uh, wealthy, wealthy uh, philanthropist Bruce Wayne. And uh, we knew Charles was coming, so I was prepared for this. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Who's not prepared for Charles coming? <laughs> well, no, that's why I have a drink in my hand, and I'm just like going, oh my God, and it's like my fifth. No, I haven't been. Uh, but uh, also, very special guest, and this is, you know, in a, in a, in a way, it's like, huh, you probably should have been on this podcast before because you do some interesting work that, that kind of coalesces with the uh, fanboy mystique. And that is that we'll be portraying, uh, it is officially, right, the Joker, not some strange mm. Joe Care, oh, no, uh, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, no. secret identity. 
uh, is Lee Presson, the lead singer of the popular Bay Area swing band Lee Presson and the Nails. You never know when I'm going to show up, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> I am demonstrably less nervous than I was minutes ago. That I was don't a know great why. Mark Hamill. Uh, they, and, uh, and the funny thing good, is, yeah. he's sitting closer to you, and he's actually more dangerous than I am. It's true. That's not true. Um, I thought you were I, joking when you said this guy's name was Lee Presson. Well, I'm sure it's not. He's of the Vermont Pressons. Don't you know them? Yeah, yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, anyway, uh, they are portraying, as I said, uh, Bruce Wayne and the Joker at the Gotham Black and White Ball, which is set in the. And Charles is perplexed by this. Let's be honest. Uh, the right. Timverse. And this is why I knew that, you know, if you came as Bruce Wayne, we'd rip you to shreds. Exactly. Uh, so uh, we're here to help you. Uh, it's set in the Bruce Tim Paul Dini animated universe, which is the Batman the Animated Series, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. So, uh, and also a little Batman Beyond, but probably no one from the future will be visiting this event. Oh, oh, do not, do not put your stakes in, uh, in, in what may or may not happen. No, I'll be impressed if, if, like, somebody brings a baby and says it's Terry McGinnis. That <laughs> will be awesome. Okay, anything's possible in Gotham wow, City, and dressed right. up. Uh, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, black, um, and, little black but then, but then a little, uh, little uh, tip for you, Charles, is run because that baby is biologically your child that you didn't know about. Oh. I didn't uh, know about that. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Very good. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it is on March 1st. So let's talk a little bit about... Uh, we've had you on before when, I think, two years ago, three years ago, there was a Gotham Black and White? I think, yes. I think two years it ago was, two was years. when we last spoke. Okay, yes. so the Peer Society does themed, themed uh, dance events themed once a month, dance. more it's or less once a month? More or less once a month on the first Saturday. We all get together and, uh, and we perform uh, a ballroom dance. And it's really not so much performing as just enjoying uh, Victorian ballroom dance, swing. Um, you know, uh, we do a lot of country dance, that sort of thing. And, and, and the main theme that we try to carry out through this is that it can be fun. Everyone gets afraid of the idea of going out and doing something sophisticated. And, and oh, it's so boring and stuffy. It's just waltzing. So what we've done is we've taken a, a bend to that, and we've put it to different themes each month. So, uh, for instance, uh, our last month, uh, we did a Hobbit ball. Mm -hmm. uh, we have in the past done... Uh, Anybody step on your feet? No, you know, but we, 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 we didn't think Bilbo had showed up, but he was there, it turns out. We just couldn't see him. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh. Okay, I tried. Uh, Lee, I'll leave the jokes to you. It worked. Okay, it, it, it was, was all right. It wasn't. It was. Funny, it was all right. People, it, people who are listening clever. to this right now are like weaving through the room. They are at right. home. They're they're, they're taking off their glasses. They're, they're, they're retaping them together, so, and they are having a great time. So we take we take an event that is classically uh, viewed as something that is stuffy, and and we tear away all the stuffiness and just offer people an opportunity to really enjoy themselves. And uh, and by putting in these themes, you know, we've found well, and often it's a gives it niche. and to say often gives it a plot. You know, so right. that's the thing that sets it apart is that, that it's almost like an immersive theatrical experience in which you suddenly get to be a, a cast member in a way. Absolutely. There are people who come uh, not just to dance, but some people just come to show off an amazing costume that they've created. Uh, some people show up just to see what's going to happen tonight at the mm -hmm. event. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a broad range of people that we invite to just come and enjoy themselves. And for you know, if you if you pay 15 bucks in advance or 20 bucks at the door, it's a really good night's worth of fun. It goes from uh, from seven o'clock in the evening until midnight, 
Yeah. And uh, you can really get a lot more fun than out of most of the movies that I've seen showing up on the screen these days. Well, in January, except the Lego movie, because that is awesome. But uh, did I ever tell you that I did go to a Piers event once? No. Are you uh, it was, it wasn't a themed one. It was just one of the regular dances and stuff. And I ended up wearing new shoes that were... Oh, you real, went to the real new leather shoes? shoes? Ball. Yeah. Oh, it was the, the new shoes, shoes ball. ball. Yeah, it was a new yeah. shoes ball. Yeah. Okay. And I ended up, I, I, I had trouble just standing on that floor, much less dancing without oh, slipping and falling over. Oh, you got to be careful. But I had a great time. And then so, it was in great so when they did the Birkenstock if you, quadrille. If you do wish to dance, uh, you know, wear, Scuff wear, up your shoes. wear comfortable shoes, uh, yes. wear comfortable clothing, and know that uh, whether you know how to dance really well or not, there are a thousand people there who are willing to just take you by the hand, drag you onto the dance floor. In a nice way, and then they stick you in a wicker man. It's weird. Uh, it's, it's, it, that's a different. That's event. only. That's only if you're a virgin. <laughs> oh, uh, so oh. so anyway. Uh, I, think no, I, I think I should mention that most of the villains at the Gotham Black and White Ball will have been reformed. Oh, no, I, exactly. so it's safe to it's dance with them. What I like about this, and by the way, we should mention that it's the San Mateo Masonic Lodge at 100 North Ellsworth in San Mateo. But what I like about the plot that you gave me here is, and Rick will appreciate this, I don't think you'd had a chance I, that I remembered to forward it to you as well, that the plot is almost like borrowed from Doc Savage. That, that they're having an event, I know Charles, but he became the RCA dog, his master's voice, uh, that, uh, that they're holding this ball as a, as a benefit to build a new wing in Arkham Asylum in which they're proving uh. new... Uh, new cures, surgical techniques that reform the villains. So the Joker and Harley Quinn, right, will... Hello. will That was Harley? That was weird. Okay. So you, should sh- you should show up as Doc Savage claiming copyright. I think on I the- can only be Monk. I'm not going to get away. <laughs> okay, I, don't have, I don't have time to work out. You're Monk, you're monk <laughs> representing Doc. Uh, that's, well, just like in The Rocketeer. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, that uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn will be the guests of honor because they're proof that it works. Oh yes, right. So the first <laughs> the first question I have is: even though it would be a terrible clashing of realities, will you be putting makeup over that mustache and pulling a little bit of a Caesar Romero homage? That's usually the way it's done. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. <laughs> so if you want to see that, anyway, we oh, yes, so that that will happen in so, real life. I have a mustache. Joker has no mustache. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think I think it's appropriate now to mention too that the idea here is is to give a bit of a twist. Many of our our regular fans and regular attendees have a, a massive collection of costumes that 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 cover all varieties of events. What we've given is an opportunity to kind of ask everyone to step everything up a notch and say that this is this is Bruce Wayne throwing a charity event at which Clark Kent will be. Right, and Lois, you know, right. Right, and, you know, so the idea here is to, to arrive in nice, nice dress, you know, if, if you, you know, whatever you have to attend, we'd much prefer that you come and have a good time, but, but we've, it's a black and white ball, but the idea is not to show up in your favorite Lycra outfit that shows as much skin as possible. Look, first of all, that's a privilege, not a right. Well, I really appreciate that you're wearing it tonight, Derek. Well, but, sure. You know, I, I, but what you're I wearing... haven't seen you in a while, okay, so it I... is, I've also got obsession on. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, so the idea is to, to, to try to present yourself either as the alter ego safe person that a superhero or villain is, or to be that villain... But not I'm gonna, so obviously. I'm going to say CW it, by which I mean make a little hint <laughs> in the way you are dressed as to which character you are, 
and then drive people like me absolutely crazy like where the damned costume <laughs> okay sorry that's just a little we got news on that one too but anyway okay so, so um that's that's what I, I i really like the idea like i was thinking like okay if i wore my tuxedo who would harvey looks too obvious like what slobby if i could be the blimp from the inferior five and have you a could you blimp. could you could get a nose on you and come as uh is the penguin cobble pot? Cobble pot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of thing. What little subtlety can you do? Uh, right. And you know, I, I really, really, uh, I think that's that could be really cool. So I almost kind of want to go just to judge. For example, for example, of course, that's what he does wherever he goes. I know you got the you got past the king of the Bay Area nerds. (laughs) If you wanted, if you wanted to dress, is the way it would work. If you wanted to dress as Harvey Bullock for the Gotham Ball, what you would do is put on a tux and then throw your overcoat over it and put your old cap hat. Lee, Lee, you think I didn't think that instantly when he suggested it? No, I've already don't. You don't have to tell me, man. All right, right. I'm telling the folks at home. That's That's how easy it is. Will your tuxedo be purple? To be. I would say that the Joker wishes to show Gotham City just how well his recovery is coming along. And of course, Holly and I will be dressed in black and white just like everybody else. Would I lie to you? (laughs) Wait, it's the Joker. Where's the punchline? Oh, that was it. Ooh. Uh, Punchline was actually the villain You're of the, skating uh, on thin uh, ice, Wayne. Axe, chicken uh, boo episode. The tension between these two. <laughs> it's uh, it's building. Pretty, it's it's pretty sexual. The other uh, thing, and we want to see it culminate. Uh, okay, no. I don't <laughs> the the other thing that's important to mention too is that we are we are uh, completely uh, non prejudiced against uh, not only timelines but uh, but also other verses. If people want to come, if, if well, this is beautiful. Of, be, yeah. uh, the beauty of the animated universe is that there's a lot that still wasn't touched, and then there's still a lot of different versions do show up, right, and get redesigned. So mm-hmm. you're okay. You're going to be okay. Now, in uh, the one time you uh, did con- uh, convince me to go was to a fairy ball, and at the time, at it was seven to eight was dance lessons. Is that correct? So yes. Mm-hmm. So people that. This is a first time we think you're listening and going, that does sound really cool, which, by the way, it does sound really cool, and it is fun to go. I can vouch for that. Um, but uh, if you're afraid to dance and, but you, and you want to take a shot at it, there, there, are, there is instruction. Absolutely, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, from 7 o'clock to 8, we, uh, we, we, we treat everyone as equals all night long. I don't care if you've been ballroom dancing or been on you know, you know, numerous tours as a, as a professional or if you're somebody who is really having a hard time counting to three when you waltz, because it took me ten years of counting out loud to three mm-hmm. while waltzing to get that. I right. feel better then because the time you tried to teach me, it was awkward. Well, it's very difficult when two men try to lead. It is true. <laughs> so, uh, but but from uh, from seven to eight, we and have your wife a, was sitting there laughing and throwing popcorn at me the whole time. But that yes, also I, makes things difficult. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, she was not. But absolutely, it's 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 very very uh, relaxed environment, and we encourage people who have never tried this before to, to to come give it a shot, and we give them a full hour of just just basic instruction, and it's not it really isn't that difficult. And if you can dance, come on down. If you can't dance, no problem. We'll teach come you. Come on down, right? I think. And the band will be Sarah and the Swing Time, or Sarah, Sarah and, and swing, swing Time. time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Although you yourself do obviously front. Yes. A swing band of your own. So how did they convince you to come in and be the Joker? 
They asked. <laughs> That's all that it took? Yeah. Well, he'd like to phrase it that way, but I think that uh, that, that uh, Lee Presson not being the Joker would just, uh, he would have shown up anyway. So we decided to just go <laughs> ahead and let him. Well, have you participated in Piers many times? I mean, Actually, Piers has, has hired my band, The Nails, on occasion for swing-themed uh, events, and it's been great fun. Okay, so you are already a Piers fan, so it oh, just yes. seemed natural to go, okay, who do we need? Who do we know? All right, well, great. What are you looking forward to most about the event? Looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to behaving myself in a manner most befitting to someone who's recording a podcast I at this am moment. I'm totally going to make sure. <laughs> I'm going to wow. make sure that Mark hears this. Oh. Okay, uh, yeah. all right. Okay, how about you, Charles? Uh, uh, well, for me, it, you know, it, it's always lovely to dance with new people, dance with old friends. Uh, it's, it's very nice to know that uh, you know, I get my ego uh, check in there and that as, as Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, I'm actually one of the uh, items being auctioned off as a date with Bruce Wayne. Uh, and I've got my bid in. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I hear that the Joker has a really serious bid in. So I'm really hoping that some of my friends with a lot of money might do a Groupon or something. Can we... Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh uh, sure. Can we can we guarantee that people will survive the evening and it's like not like some kind of I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> anything. This pinata comes down. I mean, from of course the I can guarantee it. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. They'll leave with a smile on their face. Oh sure. Well you know uh, on a stretcher in body bags. It 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 does it, it does occur to me that uh, every every opportunity and every event that we've done where where Bruce Wayne has thrown an event, uh, no matter what seems to happen, certain Things do tend to occur, none of which we care to reveal uh, for what we have planned as, right. a, as an acting troupe. Uh, but no matter what happens, it seems like that uh, that uh, that masked man. Yeah, not, not the little ranger, the they, other one. No, no. Um, uh, so at the snack table, we're, will there be laughing Swedish fish? <laughs> it's very likely. Uh, we do we do provide. By the way, that's a that's a, another good uh, point I, for those I, of you. I segued cleverly and in context. Well yeah. done. My point to get out probably tripped up the, the smoothness. Probably, of it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. You're not the first. But we do have a, a we, we do have a wonderful uh, catering staff uh, supported by uh, what, what is his name again? Um, the it's uh, Cobblepot. Yes. Uh, ah, yes uh, an old oh, friend right, of mine. Right. We used to work together. The Something Iceberg Lounge the will be pro- will be will providing, be providing uh, Do you like herring? Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and I have to tell you that that one of the things that I enjoy the most about going to a peers event is that the uh, people who run our kitchen staff and our catering staff are absolutely fantastic oh yes uh, they always provide food that is appropriate to the theme of the event and it is always <clears throat> absolutely delicious uh, so there's that and there's also a uh, no host bar so Excellent. for those of you who are just too terrified to actually get on the dance floor and dance you can stand on the side with a nice cold one and go maybe next dance yes i'm okay yes, here we go maybe the next, maybe, no, the next no, maybe, no no okay maybe next time okay okay right yeah, and yeah, for yeah, those yeah, people yeah. who don't know the dances already you they do spend time at the beginning of each one walking pe- through people how, how to well, do there's, it there, right? there are a few there are a few different styles of dances there are basic swing basic waltz basic tango basic of, of those dances where they'll, they'll just say and the next dance will be a waltz and if you don't know how to waltz if you stand there i swear if you stand there and look hopeful and expectant Somebody will come up to you okay. and go, would you like to dance? And then there are dances Could we that pause are... for a moment? Rick, like, you and I, let's look hopeful and expectant. Practice your look. Ready? You go for it. I'm coming to you. I know. I... No, don't. No. Oh, no. Sorry. 
I have to stay behind my microphone. Yeah. And then the other style of dances are, are called dances. Uh, like you know, quadrilles often, and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if there's something like a, a dance like Sir Roger de Coverley, that if, if we announce, and the next dance will be Sir Roger de Coverley, please take partners, everyone stands around and goes, what If country western mean? star Greg Sanders were to show up, there might be a square dance, is what you're saying? I'm not promising anything no, about No, because you missed I know. I <laughs> See, this is why you couldn't be Bruce Wayne. We also didn't want you to be Bruce Wayne because we didn't want you to have to, quote unquote, leave unexpectedly. Exactly, uh, yes. yes. And get a call mm-hmm. saying, your children have taken the car. No. Oh, oh dear Lord. The other car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but the answer... And the, the plane. The answer to the question is that if, if a dance that is a named dance or has a, a great deal of pattern to it, uh, you know, occurs... We always uh, put you together in groups where the, the person at the head of a, a dance set will explain what's going on. And or if it's a large group dance, we will call it and walk through it once. Uh, and then sorry. everyone will do it. And while we're dancing, we'll yell out, and turn left and grab somebody new. And <laughs> I always like to say, though, and, and I think it's the most important thing about what we do at Piers, is that in addition to everything else we're doing, we all have fun. And so I always like to say at the end of when everyone looks around and says, and we're going to start the dance and I only have 30 seconds to learn it, I just yell out, smile and keep moving. Because what we're really there for is to really just have a really good enti- time enjoying ourselves. And we hope that by the end of the event, people have either learned something about something new, whether it's historical or whether it's comical or whether it's tragical, historical, comical, tragical. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whether it's any of those given things, we hope that you you come and attend and have a good time and you accidentally learn something while you were there. Well, work for you. All right. So. (laughs) That's, anyway, that, that it's easier than it sounds. I'll, I'll wrap up that section. The Gotham City Black and White Ball, which is sponsored by Piers, the Period Events and Entertainment's Recreation Society, will once again be Saturday, March 1st, 2014, at the San Mateo Masonic Lodge Ballroom, 100 North Ellsworth Avenue, San Mateo, 94401. Doors will open at 6.45 p.m. The dancing lessons begin at 7. The dancing begins at 8. Advanced general tickets... Purchased by February 22nd. Right. So let's assume maybe within 10 days. Right. Uh, will be available at HTTP. HTTP. www.peersdance.org slash gotham.html. And tickets at the door are $20. Once again, the band is Sarah and the Swing Time. Bruce Wayne is my longtime friend. Wink. Uh, and we'll, we'll put McKinnon. links up on the Facebook Absolutely. page and yeah, yeah, the yeah. website. And I for Charles people. and I have been in many shows for many times. Uh, you know, we were in Rocky Horror together. That was awkward for you. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was uh, it was ten years ago. So Charles McKeithen as Bruce Wayne and Lee Presson of Lee Press on the Nails as the Joker. Hello. Yes. So but we're going to. Don't go away. You no, stay. We'll, no, no, no. You're here. So you're color gonna, commentary we're, we're now. We're going to bring you in okay. as, as color commentary on the geek stuff. Uh, cool. And so, I, which I suspect, Lee, you're, you seem to actually be somewhat up on. So I have. I am of a few opinions on the current uh, DC can, news. Can I also? Uh, oh, fantastic. In, in your wrap up on that portion, uh, I would also encourage people to just go to peersdance.org and look at the other many events that we have That's coming true. up. 
Right, because it um, isn't just March. There's so many more. Right. There's always uh, we've probably passed for for the near future the Ball du Vampire, but it, or is that June? The Ball du Vampire is always uh, it, it, it's one of our our star and classic balls that you can count on every year. That's in November. Oh, that's in November, right? Uh, so, but uh, I believe we have a uh, we have a Doctor Who uh, incident. There is what that? I promised. I promised Nate a Doctor Who free episode, and now I, uh, sorry, Nate. So much for that. Never. You were supposed right. to, to reset louder, the Nate. counter. So now we're telling everyone in the bar, just keep moving and smile. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a brown coats event too, isn't there? And don't blink. There's a what? Brown coats. There is. Yes, absolutely. There's a brown coat event on what? Uh, what is our date on that one? Some people June. call me a space cowboy. And I'm sorry. Is there a is there an age a lower age limit? Uh, the only thing that we ask about about age limits is that if you are bringing children with you. That they remain accompanied by an adult. Yes. All righty. So, uh, of, of course, uh, the, uh, the, the Junior Justice League will not be allowed to get anything but fruit juice from the bar. Okay, first of all, there is no such thing. I, in, I invented that. That would either now. be Teen Titans or Young Justice. Teen Titans. Titans. Okay. Teen Titans are underage. Anyone who shows up under 21 is more than welcome. Anyone under 18 is more than welcome. They're all, Anyone, they're all about 40 anyway, so. You know, yeah. but. <laughs> well, sure. We only, Dick Grayson is, but We still. only ask that if you, if you bring your youngsters with you that they are well supervised and uh, that they are not allowed to run across the dance floor uh, uh, unattended because you never know when the Joker might just snap. It's <laughs> not as cute as you think, parents. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, we're going to talk uh, now. I simply adore children, mm. but I could never eat a whole one. Okay. <laughs> Have you tried them on crackers? Yeah, anyway, uh, let's talk comics. Now, drop it. Now, you're a color commentary. Um, and you said you have opinions on DC, but I don't really have much DC to talk about. All right then. But no, 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 it's okay. We're gonna, you know, we're just gonna go. Like I said, it wasn't a huge. There's DC news. Oh, oh, Nate's got some. Nate has spoken up. What did they cast Chris Rock as Captain America? What? No, that, that that would be Marvel news, and uh, that would be, and he would be the uh, first. Uh, that would be, and that would be under movies, and that would make sense as for the if they were doing a film adaptation of the truth. All right. Uh, so uh, there we go. Uh, no, we're talking about we, we divided up to comics and um, and we, we'll be talking about casting in movies and TV later. Uh, yes. But comics, first of all, just wanted to point out that uh, Marvel announced there's going to be Greg Rucka is returning to mainstream comics to write of all things Cyclops, spinning out of uh, all new X Men where the original X Men came forward in time in the future. So now young Scott Summers is going to go out into outer space with his father Corsair. Interesting. I'm kind of because they're doing that trial of Jean Grey, where you right, know, before right, right. she could become the Phoenix, they're putting her on trial, and so uh, that's going to be coming in May from Greg Rucka and Russell Dowderman, who's an artist that I'm not familiar with, but I'm kind of intrigued by the whole concept because I love the Star Jammers. Now, where's current Scott Summers? Is he still in the clink? I believe so. Oh no, no, he's out. No, because he's traveling around with his. He's gathering his new brotherhood. He's got his own uh, brotherhood of uh, new mutants that are, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, I've forgotten where he, I think he's in one of Magneto's old lairs or something. I think so. And it's I'm, like the last place And I'm looking look. at Charles' face, and this is why people find the X-Men impenetrable to two jump Two too onto. many Scott Summerses. <laughs> yes. No, just one too many. Just one too many. And no, two too many. Two too many. How about Spider-Man 2099? 
He's, oh, yeah. Too many of those. Too. You know, yeah. he's, he's actually been in comics for the last few months. I know. He's been in Superior, in Superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But now yeah. he's he's getting a solo book in May as well. A couple of, mu- uh, a couple of issues ago, uh, J. Jonah Jameson contracted the company that he's working for to rebuild the Spider Slayers. So he's actually working on the Spider Slayer project. Oh, dear God. All right. That's good. Um, I just thought he was noting in the world of comic strips, uh, Gary Trudeau announced this week that he is going to take at least a year-long break from producing Doonesbury because uh, he wants to work on the Amazon show Alphas that he has created, huh. among other things, and just kind of recharge his juices. And I'm going to think, how old is Gary Trudeau these days? Didn't he already retire twice? Yes. I think he has. I yeah. think this is the long... I mean, he's taken breaks before, so yeah. it's kind of interesting. Was it uh, was it the Calvin and Hobbes uh, cartoon that had uh, uh, something about? Uh, no, it was it was not Calvin and Hobbes. It was Bloom County, where they discovered that Gary Trudeau had broken some sort of cartoon law, and had actually been locked in uh, in a dungeon cell and was hanging from chains, and was going shh, don't tell. <laughs> he wasn't really on vacation. That he had actually, uh, I think Opus found him in there and uh, was. Like, I oh. think I dimly recall that, but this time around. He's finally escaped, and he's working he on a TV show. How old, how old are you going to guess it? Guess I'm going to say 67. I'm going to put him older than that because I'm 45, and when I was a kid, I was trying to figure out what the political references were in Doonesbury that made no sense to me. How so. about now? No, I'm still <laughs> right. Okay, so pretty much. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's just a statement on my. Uh, well, so he's my at least so, yeah. He's, so he's at least 67. I think I think he's got to be in his 70s now. How old, Nate? He is only 65 years old. Ah. He's shaved. He's, well he's lied about it. He's lying. It's the Australian <laughs> tan cream. Oh, well, that's probably right. He started drawing the strip when he was eight. Yes. <laughs> Actually, he started drawing a strip when he was in college. Oh, okay. I started stripping when it I was, was eight. It was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I started stripping. That's no. what I meant to no. say. Chris started stripping when he was eight. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Chris? That's, that's somebody he wishes Charles. you were. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Sandman number two, Sandman Overture number two has been delayed again. Will not is now delayed till late March. I knew I shouldn't have read number one yet, but that's okay because Neil Gaiman's coming March 9th So yes. we get to ask him on March 9th at Cinequest, <laughs> what's up with Overture? How far ahead of? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, that's okay. And this is weird. I, I don't know if you noticed this, Rick, but I, I think a, a writing duo that I know you like. Uh, and I like too. The guys that basically are credited for reviving Guardians of the Galaxy, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, have actually professionally broken up, and will what? not will not write. Have not written together for over a year. Is this is this a, a uh, conflict of interest? It kind is of apparently thing? they cannot really stand to be in the same room together. Wow! But they uh, we manage. You know they run all I the know. crew lines back and forth together. But they uh, they did come back together at the request of James Gunn for one solo story, uh, one single shot tie in to make it more in line with the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, but they but uh, for Charles since this summer, Guardians of the Galaxy will be a big Marvel Marvel film. These guys actually are the reason why Guardians of the Galaxy was popular enough that that uh, Marvel said, you know what, we've got a guy in an iron suit, we've got an, uh, we've got a, a, a Norse god, let's give a raccoon a laser gun, a really big laser, gun. <laughs> and so you and, know, and no one in that conference room was high and an attitude. I was I was going <laughs> I've there. I thought you, that myself. You, I know. You stopped just, me right off. The I'm bat. just I was saying. Like, was, were they meeting in Colorado? I'm, I'm uh, saying. You know, in, I'm saying by August first, every child in America. 
will be pretending to be a raccoon with an attitude. Named they they walked Rocket out of, raccoon. They walked out of the pitch meeting going, "I never thought they'd go for the warm up pitch. I Who's really never be- thought they'd <laughs> yeah. go for the warm up." Whose pitch. best friend is a giant tree? Tree, Groot, uh, who can only say, "I am Groot." So, uh, Nate, could you this say, "I'm Groot"? This is a little like Adventure Time. I, I, I watched that once. Groot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I find I find Adventure Time a little perplexing too. Maybe we should watch one together. And just go, you need to no, read the Wikipedia entry. No, if I have to read the Wikipedia entry to enjoy an episode, is it just me or is Wikipedia not the the New Age version of Cliff Notes? We all know that Wikipedia <laughs> is the very model of accuracy. Wikipedia will help you understand the basis of it. It won't spoil anything. Nah, for I'm just saying. Just just if I can't if I can't watch an episode and enjoy it. Don't tell me. Would Wikipedia have helped you enjoy the sci-fi Flash Gordon? Uh, no. It okay, told, so it would, stop. It would, would have warned me away from it. <laughs> right. No, because we just didn't know how horrible it was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so now we play our other sec- uh, section of the podcast, which we call What's in the Bag? Hit it, Nate. Which What's is- in the bag? Oh, three patrons just left. Uh, so uh, actually, maybe we should get Lee to rec- record that. Can you do that? Can you sure. recreate that? Uh, what's in the bag? Yeah, that was good. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> the audience is clapping. Yeah, we didn't have to even pay him scale. That was fantastic. Uh, my lawyers scale. will be in touch with you. Oh, fantastic! Well, yeah. Nate, you got that law degree, don't you? Anyway, uh, this is the section where because we normally record on New Comic Book Day, we go to the comic shop and we pull out uh, maximum three books we think are noteworthy He's we teasing. don't talk we don't talk ahead of time we there's don't know. You know, we don't know we could have the exact same three books not going to happen i didn't bring bag. a ba- yeah, well i no, have no, a can no. opener in no, my we bag don't, we don't we didn't expect do you want to see what else is in my bag no <laughs> <laughs> no not that bag not that bag oh sorry all right so uh no i guess uh i i, I will open you go up. first i'm going to open up actually with with a book from last week because i want to talk about it. it was in my bag last week oh cheater what Rick did that the week before? I, you and do I it. said the same thing to him. Oh, did, if he you, was you, cheating, it makes it okay for you to cheat. It does because he's the producer in Moral Compass. When 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 there is something noteworthy that My we really have to point out, <laughs> I know you will. While it's still while it's still All time, right. uh, was Loki, Agent of Asgard, uh, which is I just want to say it's gone into its second printing this week, so it's actually nice. back on the stands again. It's sold out, but it is one of those again. It's noteworthy because it is again such a freaking genius move on Marvel's part. Because, of course, what's coming out on DVD at the end of this month? Thor The Dark World. Who's guesting on uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. next week? Sif, the white-armored woman. And uh, anyway, and then so you have, you're going to walk. So you're, you're, you're listening and you're learning. You're going <laughs> walk, to walk into a comic book shop. There's going to be people who go, oh, I just read that Thor. And I like the Avengers. And you're going to walk and you see this Loki book. Oh, because everybody loves Tom Hiddleston. He's hot. And he's gone from being this gnarled old man to then they made him a 12-year-old boy, and now they've made him like a 19-year-old supermodel. All through godlike re- <laughs> re- reincarnation. reincarnation. It's yeah. a good book on its own, but what, why it's notable and brilliant is that he actually then like breaks into Avengers HQ, and despite the fact that there are about 70 different characters right now who could claim to be members of the Avengers, just happens to be that the ones that are home are Black Widow, Hawkeye, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. So everybody from the movie. So you pick this up and you go, oh, it's just a sequel to the movie. It's yeah. like Thanksgiving last year at my house. Oh. <laughs> Everyone so, just stands around yeah. awkwardly going, 
That's kind of what that's Loki. Kind, that's How kind are of you? that's kind of what happened. And even there, there's even like lines stolen from the movie so that people will go, "Oh, it's a perfect gateway drug," and so it's notable for that. It was a good book. I enjoyed it. It didn't. Not that much actually happened because most of it had already really been kind of summed up in the Marvel Now one shot. Right. But I just think again, Marvel genius marketing, brilliant. Okay, now to your bag. Nate, why don't you go next? Oh, Rick is shy with his bag. First in my bag is Superior Spider-Man number one. Oh, I mean number 27 point now. This is the Goblin War, right? Goblin Goblin Nation. Goblin Nation. Which has a giant number one at the top right of the cover, which is where numbers should go, by the way, either the top right or left, not the bottom. You know, I actually like this move on their part. They've done this is not the first book they've done that with, though. No, it's not. They Every did it with Avengers World. They, no, all now. these all these Marvel Nows yeah. have done this number one, but they're not number ones. They're twenty seven point now. But I prefer they keep the standard numbering, that, and just say it's the it's the first issue of a new arc, which is what they're saying. I'm having complete flashbacks to like uh, high uh, school algebra three in high school. <laughs> uh, I do want to say you're a liar because I know there's no way you went to Algebra 3 because no such class exists. Well, that's why I was... And since I... (laughs) Yes. I also recall you're telling me stories of your high school That was actually home ec. There's no way you actually attended a math class, or if you did, that you were awake for it. I made it to trigonometry. Okay. The whole pie chart thing was really a pie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was... uh, Anyway, so Nate uh, notes Superior Spider-Man and the Goblin Nation... Have Goblin you read it? Nation. So this is the yeah, I read it uh, today. It's the Hobgoblin. culmination of Goblin Knight. Previous what? Goblin Knight, uh, the standard green goblin. Is Hobgoblin back in it? Hobgoblin's in it. The okay. menace and how about the French fry goblin? Very small part. French fry goblins. Yes, uh, they're little French fry goblins. They're little goblins. Yeah, yeah I know. That's. They all the are. goblins from the movie Goblins, <laughs> which are actually no, no, that's right. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, right. The movie yeah. Troll Two. Yeah. It has, yeah. <laughs> so, oh God, uh, Nilbug. Oh, I know. So, it's it's so hard. I, I know to keep it all straight. Yes. Yeah, it's, I just got caught up on the book. I, I read like eight issues in a row, and it's, I'll get there eventually. I it's promise. really really good. Yeah, it's still good. Uh, as Rick knows, and Derek doesn't, so spoilers are on. Ooh. There's a little more Peter Parker memory in this one. Yeah, I knew. Well, come on, it's not a spoiler. You know what? He has to come back. Well, he came yeah, back in. We a already big, know he's coming back. Yeah, he came back in a big way, like three issues ago. Excellent, then, excellent. So let's go to Rick's bag. So the first thing I have is Royals Master of War. Okay, I looked at that. I did not pick it up. So tell me is why. Is that by I Lord? Uh, it's by yeah, it's by Lord. <laughs> uh, we Royals. Uh, Rob Williams and Simon Colby. This is uh, 1940s London during the Blitz, mm-hmm. uh, but the royal family decides that now is the time to expose the fact that they have superpowers. <laughs> and this is a Vertigo book. This is a Vertigo book, and it's it's got it's got great art in it. I'm really looking forward to this series. Okay, very. I had no idea what it was. I just kind of looked at it and went, eh, "I got enough that I haven't read." So I, I skipped that entirely. Okay, so that, then that's interesting. I might go It'll back. probably be my stack next week. Okay. Uh, I am also going to go back to my bag. She-Hulk number one, 
the umpteenth, the umpteenth relaunch of She-Hulk. I, I actually think it's like the 13th. Yeah, re- re- uh, which I've enjoyed every uh, other one uh, up to a point, and then it's kind of always peters out at a certain point. Yeah. What is unique is it's the first time that it's actually written, because her secret identity, Jennifer Walters, is a lawyer. This is actually written by an attorney, so you would think that Charles Soule, uh, who actually runs a law firm in, I think, Chicago. And uh, so we're yeah, hoping this time it's legally accurate. The only thing that can spoil She-Hulk for me is more lawyers. That's, well, well again, that, that goes away at the very beginning, actually. They kill a, them? Uh, just like she Henry eats the, them? Uh, very yes, Shakespearean. Very Shakespearean. No, she's working for a law firm, and in the first three pages it turns out that they only hired her because they were hoping that they might get Tony Stark as a client, uh-huh. and so she didn't bring that in, and so they fire her. I, you know, uh, that be that book peaked with Peter David, and then I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then it's just gone down. Or did you mean Dan Slott? No, Dan Slott. Dan Slott's run on She-Hulk was excellent. Which, by the way, the trade paperback of the complete Dan Slott run came out uh-huh. today as well, so you can pick that up. Uh, which I, I highly recommend. His, uh, I enjoyed post that one. On Facebook about that. What? Did you see Dan Slott's post? No, on I Facebook? did not. What did he say? He posted that uh, the cover. It actually says "She-Hulk" by Dan Slott on the cover. Oh, nice! So right. he was bragging that his name was in the title. That's great. Awesome. Yes, his other runs. Uh, I, I, I you say Peter David, but I think uh, Peter David was known for the Hulk. I don't recall him writing She-Hulk. John Byrne. Byrne. That's had a I'm huge thinking. run. Sorry, no, no, it's the John Byrne uh, run. Your turn, Nate. Avengers 20, whatever came out. This point week. now. Six. No, there was no point now. On oh, because it was 25 point now. Was this just a yeah. straight up Avengers? Oh, the Jones knock off you to the bathroom. Was it, was it Avengers or the Mighty Avengers? or? No, regular Avengers. Regular Avengers? Okay. I think I have that in my bag. It's good. All right. You know why it's good? Why? Because why? Hickman wrote it. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, so that's good. All right. Uh, so they go deeper into the whole AIM Island thing. Big big to-do going on over there at AIM Island. I like the way they're bringing AIM back. Uh, and it's it's not like goofy, stupid AIM either. It's, yeah. It's, it's actually a fairly good, AIM. It's efficient AIM. AIM. Yeah. Yeah, which I think they're going to have to do because I, th- I, just, I just suspect that AIM is going to play a big big role in the uh, Marvel universe, the cinematic universe. Yeah. I hope so. That'd be good. Yeah. And I hope they wear the beekeeper outfits. I don't want them ruining that. Yeah. Because they're iconic. Like they ruined the Mandarin. I'll be wearing yellow gas masks or something. No. Okay, well, that'd be something. Right? Yeah. All right. So how about what's in Rick's bag? Okay, my, num- my number, number two, two is the Winter Soldier. Uh, let's see. It's called the Bit- the Bitter March, and this is actually a flashback story. It's to the '60s, right? Yeah, with, yeah, where where Winter Soldier is still uh, is still uh, brainwashed under, by, uh, the, brainwashed Soviets, by yeah. the Soviets, and it's got uh, uh, Nick Fury in it. So Nick Fury, the Winter Soldier, set in the '60s, a chance yep. for uh, for us to get a, a glimpse at some of his sins right before the movie. Yeah, clever, clever, clever. See again, yeah. they're brilliant, and it's not going to conflict with the movie because the movie's going to take place after this. Right, exactly. See, that's my point. Yep, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, okay, I I picked up uh, the last is Batman number twenty eight. So, oh good, Lee's coming back here. I'm back just in time. Um, have I had you... to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, good. I see. <laughs> He's getting in the spirit. They're smoking. <laughs> He's a little bit back there. Oh, okay. this droid's no good. Um, we'll take the other. 
so anyway, uh, glad the moisture converters are working. And uh, what I would say is, um, have you been reading, kept up to the actual Batman book in the New 52? I, uh, I lost enthusiasm for the New 52 rather quickly, actually. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. Some of us are just, it's sort of like being in, in Dawn of the Dead, like going back to the shopping mall of zombies. I, I feel like people buying New 52 are in that boat. It's, yeah. it's just, we remember doing that when we were alive. See, you're, you remember you remember that Punisher movie? No, that under, other Punisher movie. No, that the, other the Punisher three, yes. War, yeah. War. The villain from that Punisher movie is the Joker now. <laughs> they turned the Joker into a third-rate Punisher villain, so I'm not very happy about That's that. That's an intriguing... Hmm. Uh, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I thought he was a little creepy myself. I enjoyed what Scott Snyder did with him. Yeah. But then I thought... It's not a bad look. The, but the only problem is I've seen it before. And the problem is the, also, the, where can you go with it? Right, exactly. There's not, now the Joker's done that. That's kind of it for the Joker. He's played <laughs> out, you know? Uh, it's okay. They're going to reboot it in a year anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but this issue, number 28... Actually, has it's a secret glimpse into Batman Eternal, the next big book uh, that they're doing with Scott Snyder writing and a bunch of different writers uh, shifting the the chores. Uh, but why it's why it's interesting, or at least of note, is that it kind of finally establishes the up in the air uh, kid sidekick issue and a character that has been very. Um, uh, that has been, should we say, sorely missed in the DC Universe New 52 makes a first appearance here. You might want to explain to Bruce Wayne what's up in the air about his sidekick. Uh, well, um, and, and actually... He probably this, doesn't even know he had a son. Yes, uh, which will be on the animated film, which you'll be able to get in about three months, called Batman and Son. Yes. Okay, uh, so that's not going to help me for the uh, the Peers event ball. No, but, not at all. But three months from now, I'll find out no, what it meant. No, but you can mention Damien. Uh, uh, okay. uh, Talia Agul, who I believe will be a guest of the black and white ball, actually um, raped Bruce Wayne yeah. in the desert uh, like uh, ten years previously. I, I don't remember being a rape. No, no, no. It was, it was consensual. Look at Comic the way... books, kids. <laughs> Look at the way he was dressed. He had, I mean, he had a cowl on and a cape. He was asking for it. But anyway, hey, uh, hey, hey. hey I'm actually, he took the top of his uniform off. Uh, that's right. I have that. Kind of, but he kept the cowl on. That's what was really yeah. weird about it. You are into some freaky stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> so is Bruce Wayne. So apparently. she took the ge- so she took the genetic material, and uh, she presented him ten years later with this is your son. He's been raised with by the League of Assassins. He's essentially psychotic. And now we're going. He needs to. He needs to know about his father and choose which world he wants. So it's a fantastic arc about the son Damien who took over as Robin. Uh, Tim Drake became Red Robin. Uh, New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two came along and ruined everything. <laughs> there, uh, there, there haven't been too many story arcs in that short a period of time that have that that much character development in any given character. Uh, at one point, Bruce Wayne was dead, so Dick Grayson took over as Batman and trained the. Crane Damien. Oh, yeah. A very different take. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. I just love phrases like that. At one point, Bruce Wayne was dead. <laughs> That's why I like comics. He wasn't Bucky dead. It's really no different. Well, from no, Bucky isn't Housewives. Bucky dead either. Yeah, it's, Only uh, when you're talking about comic books. He wasn't Uncle Ben like dead. I think that's the last, <laughs> that's the last line. He comic books and Star Trek, time. you can say that. Yeah. He wasn't Krypton dead. Oh, no. Wait, no, wait. That's nope, not. That doesn't work it. either. That doesn't work either. So anyway, uh, so Damien was killed. 
And uh, so now it's been Batman Bitter and teaming up and not knowing. And, and, oh, Batman Bitter? Yeah, right. But We're he, not used to that. We went through that in the 80s. Actually, you, you say that as a man who doesn't actually read the comics. We know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you just watched Dark Knight Rises and went, okay. Uh, so anyway. I just Anyway. monster. Where'd you go? Uh, exactly. Sorry, I lost my mind for a second. I we thought, is for Batman. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I was hearing Scooby Doo for a minute. So, there. Uh, <laughs> you, Robin, actually, actually, Charles, you can buy that too. There's Scooby Doo team up, which features Batman and Scooby Doo in a miniseries going up against oh, Batman's greatest oh. villains. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, which is fun as hell. Isn't that a little like the Adams Family versus the Munsters? Though? Yes, kind of. It is. Uh, remind me to. I, I will. Whatever it is, I will. Oh. And anyway, so. The point being, he's been without a sidekick, and now there there have been a few. Like, they've been having all these teenagers that sort of like, is this the person who he's going to train? Is this the person? And so they finally kind of resolve that. And then, as I said, there was a character that when she disappeared at the end of whatever turned it into the New 52, people were very, very upset. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but uh, that's, that's what it is. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, and so it, this is uh, noteworthy for a lot of people that have been, been very excited and looking forward to it. I haven't read it yet, but intriguing. So I admire the no spoilers thing. I kind of think that that ought to be the next, uh, the next political campaign. The next pr- person to run for president ought to say, I'm not going to make any political promises. I don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's my nature. Some of them have actually tried that. I think McCain tried that. I have a secret plan. But I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> I have it written down somewhere. I think you're thinking of Ross Perot. <laughs> uh, so I can't do McCain. Sorry, my Joker's. Well, you're doing a great Perot. Do you're doing a fantastic Perot. That's okay. four years. That's America. Four years. <laughs> it's too bad that none of our listeners remember who he is. So uh, anyway, go oh ahead. come on, those great to... Saturday Night Live sketches. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last time Dana Carvey was funny. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Thanks. It's your turn, Nate. And I thought you meant Hercule. Okay, so anyway, go ahead, Nate. It's on you. Uh, that that leads into actually the news. That I had regarding DC. I oh, know your Ooh. your last item in the bag. No, I'll I'll take. This I know, is, but it ties into Batman. Okay. This is the last item in the bag. Okay. No, no, no. This is regarding your bag item, okay. Eric. All We're right. all listening. Go. Vertigo editor Mark Doyle has been named the new Batman group editor because Mike Martz went back to Marvel. That's true. And Mick Gray is happy about this. <laughs> yes. Like 1970s Dallas episode. It is. I know, In you know, this way. is this is like academia. I mean, it's it's it's, it's very tense because the stakes are so small. This is what fantasy <laughs> sports leagues sound like to, to nerds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so touche, Charles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, next book, book number three is Kickass Three, issue six. Oh, that's, there's a Kickass Three. Yeah, <laughs> not oh, yeah. a movie, just a series. <laughs> no, I mean that's true. I mean. It, he, he basically gets the financing for the movies and then does the sequel series, comic sure. book series. Yeah. So yes. Are you up and to it date is on the it? origin of hit the secret origin of Hit Girl? Oh, oh nice. It's a flashback. <laughs> okay. In which That's apparently really cool. I saw a panel from it and basically Hit Girl reads a lot of books mysteriously written by Mark Millar. There's what? A, there's a panel where she's surrounded by things like Jupiter's Children. And uh, what's Dude, the, uh, Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter's Legacy, whatever. I lost track of that book, too. That's a good book. It's a good book. I enjoyed what I was reading, and then I lost track of it. Well, it hasn't come couch. out again. So no, that's why. Oh, I haven't really actually lost track, then, 
Apparently, he's late. Okay. <laughs> so what's uh, what's what's last in your bag? The last book I in my in my bag is actually the culmination of a bunch of books that all just came out today, and that is Volume Six of oh Lock and God. Key. Ooh. Oh, which you, you didn't get the deluxe edition? Well, I, did, I was going to talk it's about hard, the deluxe it's edition. It's bound and it's got a really cool picture and on it. And that's not yes. the deluxe edition. It's, wow. not it's a the, lovely looking book. The, you're talking about the, the book. The, the one that came in the, the box. Case. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that big. Um, <laughs> the Derek, audience at Derek, home has no idea. Derek is exaggerating size again. It's yeah, okay. it's, it's, Charles is it's everything to scale. <laughs> um, but this is uh, Alpha and Omega. And we've got Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. A great run on a, on a long series. The, um, well, now, this the actual is, last issue had come out. This is the last collection. This is the last collection. Right. This is the collection of all just came out, uh, of all the, the uh, last issues in the series. There's going to be more stories, apparently. There, I well, they'd be foolish, gonna... especially because Universal is still determined to make it into a film trilogy. But, uh, at, you know, it's a, it's a... With, by the way, the strange requirement that no one ever see the fox pilot and the deluxe the deluxe edition you're alluding to is actually not a new edition of the book it's just the book packaged with a uh with a book box that has space in it for the first five volumes well, so it's sort of like the bond 50th anniversary dvd set where except the opposite they had one <laughs> space <laughs> open. waiting for skyfall <laughs> yeah, one space <laughs> open for skyfall this one has one space filled with alpha and omega uh, and that's space rather, for the rest. That's of rather egotistically presumptuous. Yeah, I really should put my Skyfall in my 50th anniversary DVD set, which I think is I think is a, a great uh, I, I think that's a great marketing ploy to to do it that way to put the last one in a box rather than half ha, rather than piss everybody off by having a boxed edition come out right no, after no, no, they I, faithfully I ra- bought I, no, all I the issues. I would much rather have it that way. I think that's kind of on IDW's part. Yeah, they don't make a lot of missteps. They're a good. They're a good publisher. And again, just a little pricey, but a good publisher. You know, company. no, no uh, dust jacket on this. I don't miss it at all. I wish more books would. More the hardbacks would. There weren't dust books. jackets on the previous. No, no, either, no. I mean, this. It's I only the have same paperback. So it's a semi gloss with uh, with lacquer over certain parts, so they're shinier than others. And, and there's a lock and a key on the cover. I yes, see. there is. And a hot chick <laughs> on the back. Uh, oh, and I think I think Charles, you would enjoy. You would enjoy. On, yeah. You would enjoy this series one. Uh, it's Joe, Joe Hill is uh, Stephen King's son. I don't know if you are familiar with that. So, um, and uh, it is it is a it's been a really interesting concept. Great, and he goes in creepy directions that I think his father's tired of going into. He, okay. And he takes them darker because he's younger and's got more courage. He's kind of like a cross between Clive Barker and Stephen. I think King. he's got a lot. Well, he's well. They were. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. He grew up probably reading, talking Clive to Clive Barker yeah. a lot too, because yeah. Uncle Clive came over and like extinguished so, a cigarette in his head. So it's just a reminder too, if you're not reading the the Wraith uh, series, oh, which right, is right. a prequel to Joe Hill's uh, Nosferatu, Nosferatu, whatever right. book that's uh, now available in it's trade. It's a license plate. It's now in, it's now in trade paper, so you can pick that up cheaper than All when right. it was just in hardback. Yeah. So. Highly recommend that that one as well. Great art and uh, God, a compellingly disturbing story. Yes. So let us move on to Phil. Wait, you did ask. Uh, he did ask you to remind him of something, and oh, you yeah, said yeah, you yeah. promised well, whatever well, it was. Well, I was, was going to do it at the end. But anyway, go ahead. Let well, it's it's. Are we moving to TV now? I was moving to movies now. You're moving to movies because this is cartoons. No, I'm going to use it because you made a reference to it. Scooby Doo. Yes. Um, there was a 24 episode run of Scooby Doo. 
most recently, I think, that it was all one season. And I never realized that, like... How funny that was? Is it Mystery Incorporated? Yeah, Mystery Incorporated. The, which, is, which is more about them encountering actual spirits and demons and yes. stuff. But, like, this 12th or 13th episode... Arlen Ellison... Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no, no, they parody Doc Savage. Yes, I only have the first four episodes on DVD. So I watched. Now I, need I to watched get the whole it. Damn thing. I, it's. I watched it um, off of uh, Netflix. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Ooh, then I can watch it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Excuse me. I I must leave. And I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send you the uh, the title. It's not too hard to find. But no, no, because I believe it's also it's all one storyline. Like there was a Mister Q or something. There's I a guy giving think them. So there's they're getting training or something. They're getting training, right? Yeah, right. they're it's in supposed school. To be the early days, yeah. And there's like a pre there's a pre episode thing where the doc guy is in the in the he's got a wife and he's got a English butler who he calls Jubwi or something like that, like he's a native and he carries a spear, but he's just a proper English butler. Other than All that. right. Um, brilliant. Uh, Doc like is do. kind of a jerk for most of no, it. No, it was a good, it was a good series and Harlan Ellison is on it. Okay. Actually is uh, like, because that was one where they parodied the celebrity uh, cameos as well. And then they found these like really bizarre celebrities to me, <laughs> you know, so. Harlan Ellison, because yeah, of course, when the new Scooby Doo movies in 1971, yes, this week Harlan it would, you know, yeah, just complaining about copyright infringement. But when I when I heard Doc Savage was in an episode of Scooby Doo, I was on Wikipedia and How I was searching. How has that not been out there? Okay, yeah. so well, uh, we're gonna talk about movies. I do not yet. Uh, RoboCop the remake opened today. Ooh. We didn't get to see it, so I have no yeah. idea. It was promised by next weekend, perhaps by next week we'll record and talk. But. Uh, David J. Fowley, uh, who is our Chicago reporter, uh, promises me that by tonight he will have a review posted. Uh, so hopefully we will have some clue. He said, but he did tell me it was like very action filled. Just kind of, he felt it kind of sputtered apart at the end. But again, as we noted from the trailer, there's no way this can be satire because everything that movie satirized has actually come true. Yeah. yeah so right. now it's now it's like, well, what are the real concerns about? Um, making cyborg warriors when the army is actively trying to do it. To do that. <laughs> yeah, so well, you're pointing at someone. Is that Troy? N- no, I don't think that is. No? Um, okay. But that would be nice. He's going to come um, over and hurt you. Sorry, folks. Pointing someone came in and we got excited. Uh, no, we, uh, we, had, we, had we may have to cut that part. We had a third person come in. Yes. Uh, anyway. Can, uh, I, can I ask a question about the, with the, with the Robocop thing? Yeah. Um, no, it's gone. Never mind. All right. Oh, this was so close to... To me having a thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's... No, gone. No, it's gone again. Oh, well. well, maybe maybe by the time I get through, Star Wars will start shooting in May. They have concer- confirmed... Concerns. Lo- concerns. Yes. I have concerns, <laughs> concerns. That it will be a May to December shooting schedule. And there may be... Car- uh, May, December is in Carrie Fisher hits on whoever's playing her grandson. Uh, so... <laughs> and I just, wow. want, I just want that stuck in Charles's head tonight. And uh, and Lee's too. And good, God bless good to her. You know? <laughs> yeah, God bless. Did you, I mean, did you see the Big Bang Theory episode? Yeah, yes, you did. Yes, I did appreciate that she showed up. I liked the take on James Earl Jones, but I still feel I thought James Earl, James Earl Jones was just like wonderful. Yes. Uh, so that's all they say. We still don't know details. We can't confirm any casting except that J.J. Uh, Abrams said, "But like all the people you've said we've seen, we might have actually seen, and we might have actually cast some of them." 
moving on. You know, as far as like, you know, it's wow. like so. Benedict, I could say anything. How so could you Benedict Cumberbatch may have indeed seen <laughs> a script for Star Wars, but we don't know if Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. We like to say it contractually three, at least three times per episode, hoping that it'll show up. Right. Um, they've added. He's a, playing Lobot. They. <laughs> what a horrible waste of. Oh you know, no, Lobot's big in the new one. Okay. okay. Well, he is bigger on the Key and Peele episode. Uh, so. Uh, Superman versus Batman has added a subtitle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're doing everything they can Every, to, to avoid for actually making, the, making movie. the movie. It's like, um, but again, as we pointed it's like, out, it's like a kid. Putting, as we pointed out, they're still doing better than Fox with Fantastic Four. This is this is classic because <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. This is classic high school student putting off doing homework. Oh, I know. It's like no, no, I got to go to the library. It, no, wait, no. Wait. It's actually called. I have a title. It's actually called Mrs. Batman Superman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No. The real house. No, but Mrs. is spelled M I S S. No, you're right. It actually it is Troy Benson. I so. Walk over here. Hey. Hello. Troy Benson. Yes, Troy oh. is here. Step in. Because because you know more than Charles does. Way about so this stuff. Crusading anyway. District Attorney Troy Benson. Crusading District Attorney Troy Benson sits down. Right as we're about as we're complaining about Superman versus Batman. You're drinking my drink, week. aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? I am not exaggerating. When I say the other day, Derek, you posted something on Facebook that had to do with Fanboy Planet, and I thought, you know who we haven't heard from in a long time? Crusading District, District Attorney, Attorney Troy Benson. It, you is, know, it is my fault that I have put that in your name. I always say Crusading District Attorney. Yeah, that, I like that. I got yeah. this weird spammy text the other day talking spammy. about about, <laughs> about Neil, Neil Adams. I'm going, what? Who's... who's, who's like got me pegged as this Neil Adams fan. <laughs> like, and of course it's Troy. It's Troy yes. sending, sending crusading Troy. district attorney. He's Troy. sending me email from his phone, so it came up with a phone number. Ah, but, okay. Was yeah. I right? You, I haven't watched it yet. But anyway, the subtitle is "Fight or Flight." Oh yeah. Wow, that really adds absolutely nothing. I think we, I think we would have enjoyed Mrs. Batman Superman. Better. So. They're, they're naming the movie after a panic response, which is very apt, I <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, at this I point. Mean, absolutely. Uh, that was a that was a, a, a producer's comment, and it actually accidentally got <laughs> added to the title. And I'm going, and this is, and I said it's a slow news week, so there, uh, for movies, it's big news for TV. But I'm going to say, I have a piece of movie news that I think will excite Rick. Okay, so Fantastic after- Four subtitle is going to be Nature versus Nurture. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that one in your pocket, Nate? <laughs> uh, sight versus sound. I was sound. just waiting for a spot to use it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, no, that actually Iron Sky 2, oh, yeah. the coming race, yes. is in development. That's I've all already, I have to say. I've already right? seen the welding teaser Yes, trailer. they put a trailer together. They have nothing but a trailer. Uh, and uh, the, sight, no, the, the trailer isn't even like a trailer. It's like... Well, no. What's, he's, yeah, what's he's, that shape they're welding into steel? He, oh, it's a shape that no one knows what that have is. Have you seen Iron Sky? Lee? I have. Yes, it's is, great fun. Isn't it magnificent? It's if a great the movie. sequel is anything like the first movie, we should be seeing it in about four years. Right, but I have no idea how they can make a sequel. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's still. Oh, no. You could do that. Really, with the ending that movie has? The Soviet Union is on the other side of the moon. They they already did a. I mean, it ties into Nazi Nazi. Um, not propaganda, but the uh, the conspiracy theory, because they've already shown you a picture of two people standing on the precipice of a giant waterfall with dinosaurs in the background, and they're obviously in some kind of cave. So they're going to go back to Earth, and they're going to find the sub-world Earth. 
Oh, they'll go into the an- Antarctic right. and they'll find an Earth yeah. inside of here first folks. that has not been destroyed by the nuclear bombs, and they'll, that's where they'll go and repopulate. All right, okay, excellent. Like I'm just guessing, folks. All right. Okay. Speaking of being oh. destroyed by nuclear bombs, I'm going to move to television and say that uh, also exciting John Scalzi's novel Red, Red Shirts, Shirts is being adapted to John FX. John Scalzi's Hugo Award winning novel. Hugo Award-winning in uh, I don't like to acknowledge those Hugos because we haven't won one yet. We're never going to win one of those. I know. They're not our audience. No, they're not. Our audience is here. God bless all eight of you. Uh, yeah. Let's hear it, audience. And I, counted, and I counted myself accidentally. It was sort of like the story of the five Chinese brothers. So uh, there's at least 40 people out there, Derek. I don't know where you're looking. Um, not through rose-colored glasses, clearly. So uh, anyway... Uh, so Red Shirts be developed for FX as a miniseries, which is exciting. It's a, a, a Hugo Award-winning novel, which is like, after I read Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom, that's the next book I'm going to pay money for. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's on my list because I just have been dying to, to get it. Just read it. Maybe I'll just watch the miniseries first, just like Game of Thrones, not have to worry about reading the book. So, because uh, it's faster to watch the 13-hour <laughs> season. Of, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Gotham was casting like crazy. Crazy over the week. Yeah. It's only Wednesday and they've announced like six or seven characters. It's going to beat the movie. <laughs> it's gonna be- well, yeah, it's going to beat the movie. <laughs> at, at this point, uh, Justice League 3000 is going to beat the movie. Um, so, yeah, we got over the weekend Ben McKenzie as young James Gordon. I think and it's interesting that all the casting has danced away from the Kevin Smith, Paul Dini uh, summation that they stole and reannounced two, three weeks ago about what Gotham was going to be about, and now it's back to the original concept as far as casting of being a focus on James Gordon and dealing with these the rise of these villains. All singing, all dancing. All singing, all dancing. Yeah. Ben, McK- I don't know if Ben McKenzie sings, but they have announced uh, it's have, Cop Rock Gotham City. They have <laughs> announced a, an actress whose name is escaping. I'm sorry, who's playing Sarah Essen. They've got Barbara Keene as his fiance, uh, uh, is the is the character Barbara Keene. So James Gordon. So it's before young Jim. related to Katie Keene. That would Kathy be a complete Kathy Keene. No, that'd be Kathy Kane. Kathy Kane. Uh, Kane. 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 No, he's right. Too much alliteration. I know I'm right. Uh, and uh, then they've announced they cast a guy a guy as the Penguin as Oswald Cobblepot, a low level psychopath for a uh, high functioning psychopath. It says, and they said low level, which is weird. Like, I'm like, really? There's a low level thing? Is I've never heard that. Low level a psychopath. Minor psychopath. A minor Just psychopath. Like, Part time psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Psychopath Full-time in training. Lover. Uh, and uh, hobby. Known as the penguin who works for a mobster named Fish. So I'm thinking the guy named Fish isn't going to last long. Not uh, with a penguin. Not with a penguin. Um, <laughs> And uh, then who else did they cast? There was uh, there was uh, another male role. Oh, they cast Alfred. Uh, yes. So now who do they cast? Wait a minute. Uh, it's Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee, son of the third Doctor, John Pertwee. There we go. We went to Doctor Who. Uh, you woke so up Charles. We woke up Charles, yes. So Sean Pertwee, and they're describing, uh, they're borrowing a lot from Batman Earth One. Uh, they're describing him as a former, as an ex-Marine, He's kind of an East Londoner, so very tough guy thing, as opposed to the more urbane in the Superman versus Batman that will never be made, where Jeremy Irons is going to be Alfred, a lot more sophisticated urbane. Sean Pertwee is an Alfred you believe can kick some butt. Yeah. And will look good when he puts on the bat suit when Bruce Wayne is uh, otherwise occupied. 
Oh, nice. Does he have a mustache? Not yet, but oh, he might. That would be nice. Although, see, the thing is, in, in Earth 1, do you have that graphic novel? I do not. Okay, in that one, he's not. He's not uh, mustached. Mustachioed. And then in Beware the Batman, he's like he's just bald, right? He's mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah. Looks, he, He's a tough... Big guns. He's a brawling guy. Uh, so, and then... So, am I remembering a, a version of this where Bruce's father, Thomas Wayne... Yes. ...was a dentist? That was Little Shop of Gotham. Really, that was really... That was really <laughs> No, that was, okay, okay. Yeah. But was he a surgeon or a general practitioner? He's a, he's a, he's a doctor. He's Dr. Thomas Wayne. He's Dr. a surgeon. But is it a family fortune then? or it's the family money. They, yeah, yeah, they've passed, money. It's, yeah, okay. they've been passed because they're, the Waynes are the one of the founding families of Gotham. Hence oh. the whole court of owls. Yeah, but so Along the, the cobblepots. Along with the cobblepots, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So, and who knows? Um and then they cast Donald Logue today, or announced Donald Logue. This rumor had shut, cropped up about a month ago that Donald Logue was going to play Detective Harvey Bullock. So they've really focused on the police force and set up a nice kind of where the adults can actually do the soap opera and not deal with young Bruce Wayne at all. I want to interrupt for a second. Troy. Yes. Arguably uh, a Batman uh, fan. and Arguably. Extra, arguably. More of a Superman. Who am I so arguing with? If you were, no, you're not arguing. If you were going to cast Derek as a person from the Batverse to go to a party where he was going to dance. I think your point was made. And the, what, what and character the offense was <laughs> taken. What character? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not leading the witness council. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What character? What did you say? Tweedle D, fine. Do it, Spider. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, okay. I'm sorry. That yeah. was quite inventive, by the way. Harvey Bullock. First was suggested, which yeah. I, I might do, unless you have one. Um, unless I have my kids, in which case, no, I'm not coming as Harvey Bullock. I would just go as an observer. Uh, and then uh, Flash, the pilot cast a whole bunch of people again oh, yeah. as well. Uh, the most important of which the people notice that John Wesley Shipp, the original television Flash, is in a mysterious role, so uh, which is designed to be recurring. So on Fanboy Planet, uh, I do have an article speculating to which roles could it possibly be, and then if anybody wants to add in there. But um, uh, just for Lon Lopez's sake, I must reiterate, they've already cast somebody as Thawne, Professor so there's Zoom. no way he can be Professor Zoom slash Reverse Flash. Yeah. But... Uh, he could he could be Barry's father, who's in prison. Uh, he could be Jay Garrick, which would make me squee. Uh, you know, but that'd be cool. I, I'd want to see Garrick kind of an older, an even older the character. Wise Jay janitor. It could be Max Mercury, uh, the wise janitor, <laughs> who yes. just comes out and says, "Well, yeah, get uh, busy here's running." What you should do. I get, think you should run really fast. Get busy running or get busy dying. Maybe it's gonna be boomerang. Captain Boomerang? Yeah. Boomerang is a marvel. Got to be careful. No, Captain don't, Boomerang. Don't mess those Sorry, universes I was, up. I wasn't being formal My enough God, for you. My God, I thought you, know, I, I thought you were Charles master. for a minute. Uh, so, David Cassidy. Yeah. That's what well, the old CBS Flash villains are all going to jail. Uh, and then uh, we're looking forward to Sif on S.H.I.E.L.D. Where was S.H.I.E.L.D. last night? Why? I tuned in. I got four episodes of the Goldbergs. So I watched Sleepy Hollow and True Detective instead. Thank God you didn't watch four episodes of <laughs> no, no, I didn't watch. But in true account. form, you know, you have that when it's like in the middle of the, of the year and, you, and maybe you've seen one episode of a show yeah. and that's it. And you've gone like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that again. But okay, 
You turn it on, and it's that same episode you've seen before. Well, they're not doing. They're not putting anything up against the Olympics. Ah, yeah, that's right. There's some sort of sporting event yeah. going. I thought that was a James Bond film. <laughs> yeah. It does look that way. Doesn't I mean, it? the Cossacks, the Cossacks yeah. are the security guards, and Putin is like making people go in two toilets at once. And so I felt that was a. Was Did you hear the most awesome thing? If you're a Canadian citizen in Sochi, <laughs> free beer. They have machines. You watched. You watched. Uh, you watched at midnight, right, Nate? Yes. They they have machines that if you put your your uh, pass up to the, the sensor, it detects you're a Canadian. And gives you a free beer. Oh, how nice. Just one? Well, every time you put it up, I guess. <laughs> or maybe it keeps track and it'll only I let you... I might change my citizenship. It'll only let you have... Yeah. Like, only have so, like, a 10 like, hour. Because like, you know what? If there's any country that needs to get inebriated and sedated, it would be the Canadians. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Canadians in Russia. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, you know, I did hear, I you know, like actually the Indian uh, athletes are not able to compete as representatives of India. Really? That there's been some kind of... Uh, schism? Schism with the Indian Olympic Committee, and so they're there, uh, but they can't... But they, they can't... If they win a medal, they cannot be under their flag. I'm very proud to be representing Jamaica today. Really? Okay. What accent was that? that was, Cut uh, that part out. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are very proud to be representing Jamaica. There you go. I don't know what that was either. Both of you, my I God! Doing, I hang around with too many Indians who don't have accents. I felt like Lon Lopez was in the room. Try. It's like it's as great. For those of you returning after the ten-minute edit we just <laughs> had happen. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Okay, you've explained the lack of shield, and that's all I have to say because I was you, upset. Have you guys seen the uh, video of the Imperial Walkers shooting <laughs> downhill skiers? Yes. I. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> Someone te- someone texted that. It, it's done very well. Okay. It's, yes. yes. Great editing. So check that out on YouTube. I guess what do you do? At at shooting skiers? Probably. Likely. Yeah, it's I all can, over. You I can't, can't believe Paul it. isn't putting it up here on the screens here. Because once again, we are podcasting from Seven Stars Bar and Grill. And uh, yay! I, and I personally have never saw a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, I must say. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of mirrors here. Yeah. Yeah. So, they don't like you either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, no! I'm lactose intolerant in I twelve can, systems. I can never watch that again without thinking of that robot chicken episode where it, where it's like the guy's translating for him and he's going. <laughs> and going That's not no, what I, no, not what I no! Said. I'm just an architect. I'm just an architect. Yeah. <laughs> he has to go back to work with no arm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that's it. Clearly, when we're making Robot Chicken references, it's time to say uh, that if you are listening to this, you probably picked it up on iTunes. And if you did, please rate us. Please subscribe to us. And please, by all means, tell your friends. Listen to us on the Stitcher app, which you can also find on www.fanboyplanet.com. You should check out that website as well because there's a lot of great written articles and videos there. We just started this week a new video series about uh, a comedy uh, called Wasteland from uh, Tom Clark from Mad TV. Featuring a friend of Fanboy Planet, Derek Mears. And so we'll be running uh, that in addition to Sweethearts of the Galaxy, Moron versus Fanboy. And I know I've got another series going. Oh, and of course, Donovan and Sims, which shows up as yep. well. So we're doing a lot of videos. It's the uh, Fanboy Planet channel. Uh, well, not officially. I'm just putting it on Fanboy Planet. Yeah. Uh, so because they're my friends. And and I we're want just re- to see what they're we've doing. got a bunch of syndicated stuff. That's, oh, that's right. We're, we're yeah. like, the, we're like the, what's WBS, uh, yeah. WTBS, uh, whatever show the Atlanta Braves in the 80s. 
And uh, so, uh, can we TBS. hear it from our live studio audience? Yes, uh, our live studio audience. We thank them. Thank you very much for showing up this they evening. They came here. Uh, and I do want to say, of course, if you go to the website and you see the PayPal link, go ahead and please feel free to donate a dollar or two. And if you want to buy something that you've heard about here, if you can't find it at your local comic book store, because we do want to support our local businesses, uh, then go ahead and use the Amazon link and purchase. We get a small kickback and that helps with the hosting, which is, you know, or if you're going to buy a car through Amazon, just use that link. Great. Can you buy a car through Amazon? Oh, the little ones. Oh, yes. If you want to buy a Batmobile. Uh, that's good. You can buy the WizKids uh, Batmobile Hero Clicks. There you go. Uh, or yeah, yeah, those are awesome. They are. Have you seen that Batmobile with yeah. the Hero Clicks? It's great. Anyway, so uh, that's it. We want to thank our special guests tonight. Uh, we had Charles McKeithen and Lee Presson. Oh, nice to our, be here. Our absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us, and uh, looking forward to seeing you come dance with me at Piers. Oh, man, that just got really awkward really fast. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and then our last-minute guest we're very thrilled to have with us tonight, Troy Benson, Crusading District Attorney. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Far too long. Hooray. Far too long well, since you've been Yeah, online. it's been too long since Sorry. the last time you've been here. And I just wanted to see the bar. Okay, and it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, so I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I can't am see Luke my Skywalker, finger. Jedi Knight, and friend to Captain Solo. I mean, uh, I'm Nate Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only, only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn it, damn it, damn it. We're in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when we did uh, Renaissance Fair, exactly. uh, glasses during the era that we were in were real. They did have them, but we weren't allowed to wear them because people would look at them right. and say, that doesn't look right. Yeah. right. I don't care if it's historically accurate. It doesn't look right. Just as linguistically, you associate the word groovy with the 60s, and yet it actually started in the jazz age. Mm-hmm. Ah. That was a very dead reference. <laughs> yeah, because everybody who started it is dead now. Yes. Yes. And yet you tried to bring it back, and I—I I was, I wasn't, I wasn't being funny. I'm saying it was just an actual oh, no. historical fact there. That, uh, <laughs> I'm not making a joke. Damn it! This really happened. <laughs> like when we did a Christmas twist, and my, and my, I checked with my BBC cohorts as to every the pronunciation of every word I had, and Kit still made me pronounce it the American way because he didn't want people to go. That's not how you say that word. That's not right. <laughs> The way we do the way we do Dickens Fair is actually you know half Victorian right er, life in the Victorian era and the other half life in a Dickens novel because if we went all Victorian era it'd be too damn depressing for a Christmas right, fair right right well and boring as hell yeah because everyone would stand around and just be polite so we have to throw in the fantasy elements well so have you ever read that uh, that issue of Sandman by Neil Gaiman where um, the immortal man who lived in during the actual Renaissance. Uh, attends a renaissance fair and he's like he's like this is also quaint 
you know. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, huh? And and it's like his girlfriend goes, oh, the smells so bad. He goes, really? This was this is nothing compared to how it really right, was, right. And, you know. Yep. And so it's just it's just kind of interesting. It's like what well, we now have all decided on a fictionalized version, right? That's far more entertaining than reality. Well, we don't want to know the reality of it. I mean, we're not going to have a a black plague fair. <laughs> Where everyone lays no. around and screams in agony with black pus- pustules coming out of their arms. That'd oh, be a yeah. fun day. You out. know, I, I I read this really interesting Renaissance factoid that the uh, that uh, syphilis mm-hmm. actually, which went rampant through Italy and France. <laughs> go go figure. figure. We are recording right now, by the way. Uh, ah, hey. Excellent. Very good. That it actually, you know, because left untreated, uh, it, without any of our modern cures, like it ate your nose. It eats your nose yeah. and your face. So actually. People were the walking dead. Huge oh, chunks yeah. of skin were off. And so people were used to walking down the street and corpses were essentially shambling and shuffling towards them. Right. And they got used to ignoring it. So, a little like Shaun of the Dead. Right. So mm-hmm. like sort of a, truthfully, like, like a zombie apocalypse was happening in the Renaissance. And they all just went, oh, oh well, here's my orange with cloves. Yes. <laughs> I shall take a yeah. deep breath of this. Get that bestial corpse man away from me. <laughs> Could we put some herbs in my beak? Yeah, no. yep. I just read it. I think it's it happened of, right when I pulled this away. And, yeah. Okay, well, I have my can opener here that I found in my backpack. Well, I'm glad you have a can opener. If, we, if, if the zombie apocalypse is in fact happening and we're stuck with a can of beans, I'm the man. We're breaking into Tacos El Pastor. And Ooh. taking the cans of, be- cans of beans that are there. And we are okay. good because we have a can opener. I, I hear they make everything fresh there. Mm. Oh. But I also hear a lo- I heard a lot of things on my way here as I passed down uh, all of the massage parlors. And, uh, you know. Uh, I'm not familiar with his route. Coming from, uh, from Bascom that way. Mm. Uh, all of them are, it's all of the uh, deep tissue therapy massage parlors. And, uh, um, you realize the entire bar can hear you right now. Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. Yes, I don't mind. You know, is there, I'm a, sure time, is there a time where the entire bar has not been able to hear me? <laughs> Fair point. Thank you. Hello, bar. As they say in France, touche. Well, see if this works, and then people will get excited about, about the ambiance of having been live here, then we'll be doing it again. You know. Oh, okay. So we need to be. We yeah. need to make it more clever and nice, and not. Uh, no, no, no. Just, just do what you do. Okay. Mm. Uh, shall we bust into Sweet Transvestite? No, not here. Not here. Okay. Uh, not here and not now. There is a karaoke night here, but it's different. I've never. I just see. I've never seen anybody do Sweet Transvestite. I see. There are there are different different strokes for different folks. And then there's that cell. That is that is Nate. I see. You hear? Um, may I invite him to uh, to check his credit score? Sure. Okay. As soon as it stops doing that, he's on. He'll be on. Hello, Nate. Hello. Hello, this is Jasmine calling uh, to check on your credit score. And uh, we figured out that you can save a lot of money on all of your credit card bills. So we want uh, to get your information. 
Sure. <laughs> so all we need is your bank account and your uh, your uh, your Passwords. social security card and I'm your sorry. password for Facebook. And a DNA sample from your French bulldog. <laughs> Wait, what's that? That's a reconnecting sound Nate, on Skype. Did you go away? He did. I, I think he hung up on us. He's That's smart cool. enough not to fall for the Jamaican credit card scam. Oh, hey. I used to play bass with Jamaican credit card scam. You know what? Is there Get any out. band you've never played okay, for? Okay, everybody I've else shut up. i a long and varied career. Everybody else shut up. Nate? Hello? Okay. I want to hear you. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three, four, five, Boy, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All of a sudden, this one's gotten eight, hissy. Nine, ten. There's a lot of hiss. Yeah. Okay, Nate, I'm going to ask you to, you're going to have to speak louder than you normally do. Okay, I will do that. Thank you, Nate. That didn't sound louder. That did not sound louder than normal? No. Well, I don't know why I'm speaking much louder than I usually do. Okay. <laughs> it, it's uh, possible that uh, right now we've got all the microphones in use and the new new speaker and an output to yours, so I think I'm just not hearing it right. So I'm just going to trust how about this? In the Lord. I, and the system. Trust the if, system. Okay. If it helps, Nate, I, I can hear you, just not as if you were standing next to me. Uh, Derek was in a horrible accident. I, I, you probably don't recognize his voice. It's terrible. It, 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 it made me far more attractive. Than <laughs> I was going to say, really, uh, the horrible scarring uh, <laughs> caused me to lose 60, 70 pounds and uh, gain a foot in height. Uh, <laughs> and now I look like a seedy Christopher Reeve. Gone okay, <laughs> so you can hear everybody, right, Nate? Yes, I hear everyone. Oh, wait, we need to. He has not heard. He uh, hears all. Did you hear that? And that is our. F I heard. Other guest. Okay. Hello, I'm guest number two. Hello, guest number two. This is oh, that, Nate. A, this guest is guest B. That sounds guest, better. Guest B is uh, Lee Presson of Lee Presson and the Nails. I thought we were doing uh -oh. the dating game. I thought it was he was going to have to come behind the curtain and find no, out. No, no, you, you haven't seen his wife. Pay he's, no he's attention to the man behind the curtain. I see. All right. Okay. <laughs> so that's Lee Presson and I'm Charles McKeithen. Yeah. And uh, now you know uh, which voice to, uh, to worry Ignore about. completely. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Nice meeting you, gentlemen. Welcome, uh, Seven Stars Bar. You're all welcome to come over and listen. You can probably hear us from where you're sitting. We're going to talk. We'll be doing this for about an hour. We'll be talking about uh, comics, TV, movies, fun stuff, and they're moving away. As they right. get up and move to. <laughs> Hopefully, I've, they're I've, moving to the bar to get more drinks and, and not. And then coming back. I'll have another refill. Not making on my a line. mass exodus. Let me try it another way. I, uh, for your lives, which is really weird. I, I promise that this week we're not really talking about Doctor Who. The nudity doesn't start for another 30 minutes, though. So. Okay. Unfortunately, okay. it's me. Yeah. Really? Okay, Nate? Yep. When you do the call sign, don't, don't just stay solid. Just do something, but don't do the uh, stratosphere where we No Tarzan yells this week. Yeah, okay? Okay. Okay, so we're running late, so we're going to start. Are you okay. ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point ready. to you. On your point. One, two, three. Ooh, listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was. Th- I thought about bringing the music tonight to cut in and out. Yeah. Oh, nice right? to meet you. Look, the fact that you got this much done, Nate. Oh, I keep gentlemen. I have a question for Derek. Is Derek still on uh, headphones? What? Yeah, but you're still on the big speaker too. So. Okay. Hey, we're going to uh, Disneyland on Friday. Where is Stark Expo? It is in Innoventions. Yes. Where's so that? you okay so when you go, go past Star Tours? I haven't tours, been there since. All right. It's the big rotating building in Tomorrowland. Go past Tomorrowland <laughs> Terrace. Uh, the and the big are, building that used to rotate. And there, it, yeah, it, 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 no, it does. The, uh, it does uh, still uh, rotate. Okay, cool. Isn't that the entrance and exit to the to Disneyland? Is the big rotating building? I, <laughs> no, uh, it, it has little banners that right now it probably won't say Stark Expo. It'll be the Thor. It'll say like Building a Better Hero. Okay, and, but it's in Tomorrowland. And, so and it's to the left of Pizza of the Port. Pizza Starport. And it's, pizza it's a little Port. weird, it, actually. It should be Pizza Planet, but it's not. In yeah. between Pizza Port and Autopia. Yes, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. In fact, if, you, if you hit the um, submarine ride, which has currently been drained, then you've, you've gone, gone too, too far. far. Yes. If you if you want to get there, an easy way to get there is to take the train around, and you take the Tomorrowland exit. You get off; it's immediately on your left. This is even better than the actual podcast. Is, it is. listening to, to people talk. <laughs> so you're gonna go on Friday while okay. recording. Talk yeah. about giving directions. I'm driving on down how Friday, but I can't. I, I, Are you no gonna go? I get leave early enough to like surprise you and go. <laughs> Okay. Hey guys, happy Valentine's Day. Are you gonna be able Day. to do shopping for me? Do I need to give you cash? I didn't know you needed shopping done. Do you need shopping done? I'm the not buying. I'm not sign. gonna. Oh, no, it'll hurt me too much. All right, I'll buy the damn sign. All right, yes, you will have to. <laughs> buy the damn sign. All right, I'll buy the sign. Okay, thank you. I don't know if I'm going to Disneyland, but if I do, yes. Okay. If you do, the next time you're there, buy me a, a, a one of the little key necklaces from the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, and I'll pay you back. Oh, right. I need to give uh, Katie a, a, a reminder present. Okay. All right. Very nice. All right. It's for love. I know. Maybe I, maybe I will. I don't know. I don't hey, Nate, are you going to do the Fast Pass Plus? No, we're going to do the whatever one-day pass to Disneyland is. Oh, no. The, you can do the Fast Pass Plus with just a one-day admission, I'm pretty sure. How much extra is that? I don't think it's anything. I, I just – I. Uh, nothing's free it's gotta be something no i posted something on my facebook page this morning i'll find the link and i'll send it to you i'm gonna look for it right now did you do the fast pass plus no i didn't it wasn't established yet no i don't think it's established in disneyland yet oh not it's the disney world they said it's in four parks that's the yeah that's the magic band because disneyland disney world has seven this this sounds sounds like the national health care act have you applied yet well disney world has seven i heard it works right so it's working in four. I don't think FastPass Plus is available in Disneyland, Nate. Uh, so that's thanks a lot, Rick. I know it's a bummer because crushing dreams. Because with FastPass Plus, you get the dragon for Disney Infinity, and it really pisses me off oh, that you can't get that on the West Coast. Send that to you. Uh, I know. I appreciate that. Because it, I would, it does remind I me I have to get the Mickey Mouse for my son for Valentine's Day. So, alrighty, uh, we're gonna let you go, man. All right, guys. It was, hey, nice, it was nice talking to you food. ever so briefly. All yeah, I love you two to... would get along really well. You guys too. Nice meeting all of you via Skype, but not video Skype, just audio Skype. That's okay. Will one day I will recognize you in a lineup, or you will recognize <laughs> me in a lineup. Let's talk about likelihoods. Yes. <laughs> Take care, Nate. Bye bye. All our best to Coco and Tiff. Yes. Thanks, guys. Bye. bye.